Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 74 of the Attractions Group podcast. Alongside Ryan, sir, I'm Don Helbig. Ryan, how was your New Year's Eve? You know, Don, I'm still shaking, and it's not from New Year's Eve, but that was the most energetic hello, everybody, you've ever given on the show, and I am so proud of you. Uh, New Year's Eve was great. I, I actually spent it at Kings Island. They do a New Year's Eve thing. So they have Winterfest from 4 until 10, and then from 10 until uh, this year was midnight. It's been one other years, but uh, they do the most high-energy, awesome New Year's Eve event with a DJ and noisemakers and the stupid like top hat things that say Happy New Year on them, uh, followed by fantastic fireworks show at midnight. So um, I really enjoyed mine. What did you do for New Year's, Don? Very uneventful. Um, I, I'm not a big New Year's Eve type person, never have been. Um, there were a number of years when I was working in professional hockey, there was always a game somewhere that we played on New Year's Eve. Um, so never really got into, you know, wanting to go out and do different type of things. So it was very, you know, uneventful, like it's been for the last several years, you know, stayed at home, watched football, watched a couple movies, um, had some good food, good snacks, um, and just really relaxed and enjoyed the night. Yeah, uh, definitely, uh, to each their own really. I mean, I, I don't really like drink too much and stuff. So I'm not a big, like, let's go ahead and party kind of guy, but I definitely have the FOMO with new year's Eve because it only comes like once a year. That's why I kind of dread my birthday too. It's because yeah, I, I always like, I always feel like I need to do this. I need to do this. I need to do this. Cause it's only once a year, but it's like, it's just any other day, you know? Yeah. I, I ended up, you know, going through a case of uh, Mountain Dew zero on new year's Eve. So hey, that are was you, my, that's are you what off, I drank on new year's Eve. Are you off the diet Mountain Dew? I've been that? doing I've been doing the uh, Mountain Dew Zero now for a couple years. Mount Diet Mountain Dew is the most gross, disgusting insult to humanity ever. Mountain Dew Zero is just like Mountain Dew, which is delicious up until the sweetness is too much. But uh, hats off to you for drinking the Zero stuff. I like Coke Zero personally, but I don't. Really... I, I drank a lot of Coke Zero too, but mm -hmm. you know, mostly the the go to right now is the Mountain Dew Zero. But a big fan of Coke Zero as well. Yeah. So. What do we got this week, Ryan? Well, what we have to do is remind everybody to follow us on all your favorite podcast apps, Apple, Google, Spotify, you know the drill. Uh, make sure that you subscribe on YouTube, hit the like button. Yeah, all this stuff that your little YouTube friends tell you to do, do, do that for us too. But we're going to take a look back. Uh, 2023 was a huge year for Florida parks. So we're going to take a look back at the different news stories that kind of like rock the world or really significant to the industry in Florida in 2023. So Don, why don't you start with the first one? Well, we'll start with the breaking news in the Florida theme park uh, scene back on May 18th. Uh, the Walt Disney Company, they shook the industry as they pulled the plug on Star Wars, Galactic Star Cruiser, and a planned $1 billion campus in Lake Nona. Uh, factors included staff reductions, uh, lower demand, and a back and forth with a state official. Uh, that played a role. That was a role, and it wasn't $7,000 for two nights. That was a role. Uh, yeah, so the experience was fantastic from all accounts, that it was just incredible. But I think that the problem was partially, who's this for? You know, it's, you know, your five-year-old kid that's into Star Wars, you're going to spend that much money to put them on this thing? Uh, it, it's for rich nerds like me, and I, I never got to do it. But, yeah, um, but, you know, it, it's there's been some setbacks, and that was clearly one of them. But let's start with some of the pluses. What, what are some of the cool things that happened? At Epcot, the transformation continued with the debut of Journey of Water, inspired by Moana, Dreamers Point, and the nighttime spectacular, Luminous. 
to Symphony of Us. Magic Kingdom embraced the futuristic Tron light cycle, Ron Roller Coaster, and Disney's Hollywood Studios added the Roundup Rodeo Barbecue Restaurant in Toy Story Land. Did you eat there before, Ryan? I... After day. Yeah, Don, I actually got to do everything on that list. It was, uh, yeah, well, the one thing that wasn't mentioned with uh, Epcot was, you know, the new area with the Walt statue, which is really cool. And I never got to talk about it on the episode where uh, we talked about, you know, the Christmas stuff, but it's got all sorts of lights in the trees and stuff that all match the design language of Spaceship Earth when it has its lights on. So very, very cool. Very, very cool. But anyway, moving on to SeaWorld Orlando, they made a splash with Pipeline the surf coaster, uh, uh, and the coral reef center, uh, turd kids cove opened at aquatic water park. Universal joined in with the fun with minion land featuring minion cafe and illumination villain con minion blast. You didn't get to do villain con, right? I did not. That's, that's weird, but because it's a shoot 'em up thing, but it's a moving sidewalk. It's kind of fun. Yeah. I've heard a lot of great things about that. Uh, uh, but the addition didn't stop there. Uh, Legoland, Florida introduced Pirate River Quest. Bush Gardens, Tampa added Serengeti Flyer and Gatorland. Have you ever been to Gatorland, Ryan? I have not, but I want to go so bad. You got to go. It's it, it, it's. I mean, I'm a big alligator fan, so I, I loved it. But uh, they unveiled the adventurous Croc Rock. Uh, Kennedy Space Center. We never talk about that much on this podcast, but uh, the Visitor Complex debuted All Systems Are Go with a Peanuts puppet show. I could talk all day. So much about to do in there that we yeah, so much to do there that we never we never really get to talk about on this, let alone experience it when we're in Florida. Have you been to the Kennedy Space Center? I have uh, years ago. Okay. But yeah. Did you go there when the shuttle was there? Yes, back way back then. Yes. The shuttle thing is the coolest thing ever. Uh, my gosh. Okay. We'll we'll talk about Kennedy Space Center in a different episode. So idea. Uh so and on International Drive, Lonely Dog Orlando, a three hundred and sixty degree animated adventure opened its doors featuring thirty-five projectors for a unique visual experience. Put that on our list of things we haven't done yet, too. I think that's really nope, cool. We haven't done that. Uh now let's turn our attention to the enhanced attractions. Uh sometimes that's as big a deal as a new attraction. A notable among these was the Hatbox Ghost. Moving into Haunted Mansion at the Magic Kingdom and character additions in It's a Small World. I didn't know that they added characters to It's a Small World. Yep, there were some additions there. Oh, really? I'll have to look into that. I didn't know that they like ever did that. But the Hatbox Ghost, I did get to see. That's actually really kind of cool. All right. So uh, Epcot's Flower and Garden Festival showcased new topiaries of Princess Tiana and characters from Encano. Icon Park's wheel added the Great Florida Road Trip. Blending the state history with the interactive game. Next, we have Legoland. Florida continued its phased rehab of Miniland USA. And SeaWorld included a silent dance party in its summer festival schedule. Silent dance parties are funny. Like the silent discos. Anyway, uh, so moving on to the extra extras. Orlando Science Center reimagined Orticon and introduced its first Spark STEM Fest. Universal experimented with Taste of Terror, a food-driven precursor for Halloween Horror Nights. I like that, Taste of Terror. That sounds like something I want to I've seen do. that on YouTube, and the food looks really, really good. Uh, the Horror Night stuff is all done right, but that's that may be on my list for next year. I'm kind of wanting to do it. Yeah, but, <laughs> but taste, of, taste of Terror, that makes you want to try it, doesn't it? Yeah, Terror has to be delicious if you're the one causing it. 
All right, Disneyland's Hollywood Studios presented another After Hours holiday option with Disney Jollywood Nights. Uh, Island H2O Water Park ramped up its calendar with family foam events, adult-only nights, and holiday nights featuring an elaborate lights display. Yeah, you talk about working to make yourself relevant in the winter. That's pretty good because it's warm in Florida, maybe not warm enough for a water park in December, so you do lights. All right, uh, Titanic, the artifact exhibition on International Drive, got creative, offering a dress-to-impress tea time experience. I guess we can put that on the list of things we've never done before. I've actually driven past that several times. Yeah, driven past it, uh, never never stopped to experience mm-hmm. it. You know, maybe you have to take a look at that. We, don't, we need more time, though. When we go, you and I normally take those shorter trips. We're there three or four days. We're not there on those, you know, seven to ten day vacations anymore. So uh, maybe we need to kind of take a look at that and just spend more more hey, quality if, time. In Central if you Florida. buy your annual passes that you've told me you're going to buy, we'll make bro trips down there. And we'll 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 nightlife in on iDrive and see some stupid tourist stuff. <laughs> I'll sell my son a beast piece of track to to finance that annual pass. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. Now let's explore the the creature features. Uh, Gatorland made headlines by nurturing a young gator without her top jaw, uh, welcoming the birth of a rare. Uh, I can't really pronounce this word. Uh, leucistic alligator and adding baby Florida part panthers, baby Florida panthers. Leucistic is how I pronounce it in my head. So I believe you're correct. I I have no idea. (laughs) I want to make sure. I mean, some of these, I mean, there's a lot of big words in these Florida attractions in there. Yeah. Yeah. They definitely challenge you. It's educational like Epcot used to be. All right. uh, So SeaWorld stepped in with the transfer of a manatee for medical attention. And earlier, three endangered small two sawfish were born. Disney World had its share of new arrivals, including a Shetland pony, I was very careful by saying that, and a second-generation elephant, and twin Tyramane monkeys. I actually got to do the Animal Kingdom exhibits, like the actual animal exhibits, one time this year, and it was a lot of fun. Yeah, I like elephants, don't you? Of course no, they never forget. That's right. Uh, Discovery Cobes, flamingo chick named Maya, and Orlando Science Center's Exhibit titled Dogs added a touch of charm. Not to forget, Give Kids the World, one of our favorite places, the kids, Give Kids the World Village. Um, they loaned a Triceratops to Universal for placement outside its Jurassic-themed tribute store. Very cool. All right, shifting gears to the operating room policies. Procedure, uh, policies, procedures, and processes continue to evolve. Disney World resumed sales of new annual passes, that's me, and Universal implemented photo recognition for identification at some locations. I did get to use that. The, I meant to talk about that in another episode. So they have you look at a thing and it scans you. The first time you do it, it's kind of a pain. But after that, it's like you scan and it's, yeah, okay, go. Good, good. It's it's actually pretty cool. Moving on to SeaWorld, they uh, adapted its extreme weather policy. Universal Parks and Resorts underwent a name change to Universal Destinations and Experiences. And the Kennedy Space Center Visitor Complex achieved certified autism center status. Good for them. I think that, I think that, yeah, I think that's awesome. Yeah. You know, and speaking of returns, a few old favorites made a comeback in 2023. Well, SeaWorld Orlando brought back its Pearl Divers near Sky Tower. Uh, Tram servers started running at Epcot and Hollywood Studios. And Pixar Place reopened at Hollywood Studios. 
Yeah, and the skies above Magic Kingdom once again lit up with the return of Happily Ever After. But unfortunately, Ryan, it wasn't all about returns. We also bid farewell to some cherished attractions. Yes, Don, can we take a moment of silence once again for the Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser? You know, forget that. I don't even like Star Wars. Let's take a moment of silence for Poseidon's Fury at Islands of Adventure. I mean, come on. You got to experience that with me. It was me, you, and listener of the show, Dave. I'm not going to say your last name because I don't know if you want me to. And, and my girlfriend, Erin. We, we got to experience that. I was so glad that she got to because I you always know that that, that I don't want to say ride, but that walkthrough experience's days were numbered. And the day came very soon after we got to experience it. So I'm so glad that we got to. Um, and then Legoland Florida is flying school, school coaster. I actually got to ride that. Uh, that went away as well. And Bush Garden Tampa Sand Serpents <coughs> all saw their final days. So Sand Serpent was like a, a quintessential wild mouse. So not missing a lot there, but Bush Garden Tampa's got a lot of cool stuff coming in the future. So don't you worry. Yeah, always sad when things go. Um, also, Kid Zone, including the Woody Woodpecker themed coaster, was boarded up and making way for a DreamWorks themed area at Universal Studios. Four nighttime spectaculars were snuffed out, including Cinematic Celebration at Universal Studios, Disney Enchantment at Magic Kingdom, and Harmonious and Epcot Forever at Epcot. Yep, two Epcot shows. And then they... Luminous is good, though. Um, Yeah. Anyway, um, so notably, uh, Splash Mountain is no longer making its rounds at Magic Kingdom. Uh, The ride's being transformed into Tiana's Bayou Adventure, with a targeted opening date of late 2024. And it's been a roller coaster of changes and additions in the theme park uh, scene as we end 2023. And then, you know, for you and I, Ryan, um, I, I can't wait to see what the future holds in 2024. Yeah, I can't. Uh, I mean, 2024, we're getting real close to that Epic Universe opening. Yeah, end of this year, early next year. Uh, you know, at the very least, by December, that'll be a full-fledged amusement park you can drive by and at least see, and that'll be really, really cool. Uh, so, what what a year for theme parks! Thank uh, we have to have six items per week for the pick six. So, thank God, a lot of this stuff happened. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, we we mentioned a lot of these different things, you know, throughout the year in our you know whatever you know episodes that we did, and um, you know, when you recap it just like this, I mean, it, you can tell there was a lot going on. Yeah, absolutely, Don. You know, the magic continues to evolve and the story evolves. So stay tuned for more updates in the world of Florida theme parks. All right, Don, it's time for our listener question. And this one is coming into us from Toronto, Ty. This one's probably directed to you. How many carousels have you personally (laughs) been on and which one is your favorite? Carousels I've been on. uh, Now, if you're counting the ones that are like in malls, uh, you know, down at the, uh, you know, you go to, to Nashville, um, you know, Opry Mills, whatever that, that mall is called. If you're counting yeah. carousels like that, I'm at 114. Um, favorite, I'm going to have two things. Okay, there's a favorite and there's a best. My favorite would be the Grand Carousel at Kings Island. Grew up with it. Um, my earliest childhood memories are riding the Grand Carousel at Cincinnati's Coney Island and then you know, as it moved to Kings Island, I, you know, continued to ride it. I, I made it a point to try to to get at least one ride in on it every single time I visited as a guest. Um, but uh, the best carousel I've ever been on, it's at Knobles. Uh, so I don't know if this is a carousel or not to you, 
But I think uh, uh, King's Island is my favorite too. It's the most beautiful and ornate and, uh, that I've ever seen. But Cedar Downs is the most yeah. fun carousel, I think. I, if that's a carousel. It's horses that go in a circle. I, would, I, I, I have it on my list of the ones that I've, I've ridden. I, I can I, I count that as a as a carousel. Um, obviously, it's it's one of the more thrilling ones uh, that are out there. Uh, that's I can't miss every time I go to Cedar Point. Yeah, it's funny. I, I ride it with my friends, and I always intend like I always like happen to win, and then I hold it against them for the rest of the day, and that's why I don't have a lot of friends anymore. Don, if there's a double decker carousel, and if you ride it on the bottom level and the top level, is that two credits? because you're writing it to to a story we're we're gonna have to do a story just on credits what's a credit what's not a credit doesn't matter all those kind of things i know i've been working on a blog about that um you know it is two different experiences it's two it's two altitudes about 12 feet i mean it is when i when i you know i rode the one at the you know great america out in california um you know great america you know outside chicago six flags park you know and uh, I'm, I'm counting those on my list as one right now, but, uh, you know, the argument could be made that it's two because it is two different experiences because of the, you know, again, like you said, you're up a lot higher. It's a different ride experience up high than it is down That's low. true. The air is thinner, so it's a lot more of a risk of passing out. Uh, they're, they're, get a different view from the top. Yeah, you different, get a different view. Different and view. And all you kinds can of find things. out that, like, your dad has a bald spot from up there. I mean, there's just a world of difference between the top and the bottom. <laughs> When we do when we do an episode on on credits, uh, that's going to be an interesting one, and that's going to I'm sure we're going to get a lot of feedback on that. By feedback, you mean hate and disgust. No, I'm just kidding. Um, we should probably address certain things with like Twitter and see what people think, and we can give our opinions. Like, is this two credits? Like, if they like with Son of Beast two credits, oh, we'll do that. For I sure. think we should do that beforehand. Yeah, yeah, yeah we'll do that. For but sure. anyway, yeah, great question. Uh, yeah, we love carousels, but. Awesome. Cool. Hey, stick around. We got the pick six coming up next.